0: Welcome to the Authentic You podcast. I'm Gemma Sandwell, intuitive coach, TEDx speaker, and energy healer, and I'm here to help you connect to your authentic best self so you can flourish in life and business and live your purpose every day. I bring you a combination of personal development tools, neuroscience, energy tips, and expert speakers to help you be authentically you. So hello and a very warm welcome to the Authentic You podcast. I am very excited for my guest today. We have the lovely Courtney Ivats and Courtney has, um, I'll let her introduce herself in a moment, but Courtney is amazing. I met Courtney on TikTok and one of her videos popped up and I was like, yes, this lady is speaking lots of truth. Um and she totally gets like where we're at in terms of energy alignment and where the planet is at and the work that we're all here to do. So. Um, so, yeah, without further ado,
1: welcome to the podcast, Courtney. And would you like to just introduce yourself and share a little bit about the work that you do? Sure. I well, I'm Courtney. And yes, we met on TikTok. So, well, TikTok for me probably started last year. I was doing photography, videography for a number of uh, businesses here in Australia, and a couple of them wanted their TikTok pages to be updated. They wanted content on there because I was doing most of the Instagram and the Mm -hmm. Facebook. So doing their photography, videography, the reels, all of that. So I decided to jump on TikTok personally and start actually doing those videos because I thought I can't actually produce media that I don't know, like, how does this platform even work? And so... I started telling a few stories because I saw that the stories were developing on TikTok over the dancing and the the uh, lip syncing and all of that because I think it first came out as Musical.ly, a music mm-hmm. app. So, yeah, I just jumped on and started doing some videos and I thought, oh, people actually like the stories and people started asking part two, part two for this story or part what, what happens then? And I just started the account just to try and figure out how to use it for these businesses. Well, fast forward about a year that ended up doing really well and people seemed to, I just didn't even know there was a space really for that kind of topic on social media because Instagram just ended up being just more photos of like nice people and good looking places really tourist spots. So, So um, yeah, then that, that just blew up and did really well and here we are, we're talking. And yeah, so a bit about me. I am from Australia, as you can tell from my accent. I've done a lot of travel. I've lived in other countries growing up. Um, South America, we lived in Chile, my mum and dad moved us there, did a lot of travel around South America as a child growing up, and then we moved back to Australia. And travel is one thing, and living in another country is something that will always develop you as an individual because you meet different people from different walks of life, and that really marked me. And one thing that marked me was the love for America. I met a lot of Americans and Canadians at the international school I went to. And I always vowed to go back to America. We did travel there briefly, and I vowed to go back to America. And growing up in Australia, fantastic life, as you probably know about Australia, beach culture, island life, surfing. um, I'm more into business. And of course, I got into swimming as a competitive swimmer for years as a teenager and young adult. Then I developed into a swimming coach. My dad actually pushed me into swimming coaching because I finished my swimming career And I didn't go to the Olympic Games, but I went to national championships. And I think it was a great transition for me from being an athlete to then going as a coach because I could contribute to the sport and to young people in a very different way, but it was making a big impact. And so it actually marked me as a young person coaching young people because I couldn't go out and do silly things like some of my friends were when we turned 18, which is the drinking age here in Australia. And moving on from there, it actually developed me to be a business person and think business mindset and how to make impact in the community, how to be someone who contributes and builds stuff. And so that was basically my my whole of my 20s all the way into my, yeah, probably about 29 is when we finished the swim club. And then I got married and I moved to America and spent time in California, built up a whole community over there, did study courses all during COVID and then we came back here. So a lot there we can dive into anything and everything. So, yeah, hope that kind of covers it all. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that story, Courtney.
0: Yeah, completely. Um, Every time you talk about Australia, it's someone that is really fond for me and one of my aunts she's not with us anymore but she used to spend half her year in Australia and she'd always come back like full of life and vibrant she'd go half the year there half the year here so um yeah I love I love that and I love that you've you know you've been to lots of places you've experienced lots of places and what I didn't know about your story as well was how you sort of accidentally sort of came across TikTok and just you know was doing for other people and right I'm just going to share my stories um and it was your stories that I that I saw and connected with you on so the question I'm dying to ask you, <laughs> I'm going to go straight in, is what part of that journey led you to the work that you do now? What was like your sort of aha moment or lesson or learning that you had that really pushed you into like the spiritual
1: coaching and the clearing, the work that you you do now? Being a swimming coach, you're working with athletes. So you're working with, I first started with kids, so learning how to swim kids, teaching them those basics. So infants, kids, and then I moved on to coaching primary school aged. And then I moved into high school and then I was attending their swimming competitions. And my nature, my character is to push, to challenge people, to, I really get a lot of joy out of seeing people unlock their full potential. And that's something that really drove me to continue pursuing swimming coaching, um, even into my late twenties. And so that, that part of me, that's just, that really is the authentic me is having people around who are inspirational because inspiration really goes both ways. You inspire somebody and their progress and what they take from you actually just inspires you as well, just as much. So watching a lot of athletes come into my program because I had other coaches and we had a swimming club, like learn to swim all the way up to competitive uh, national level. And I was watching a lot of these young people come through the program and swimming and the, the sport is physical, but there's the emotional aspect and then obviously the spiritual aspect. And I knew mostly from people who I had dealt with when I was probably about 19, 20 in terms of spiritual concepts. And it's one of the earliest videos I did on my TikTok where i had done the video around the meeting the alien lady mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll put it out there so i had questions so when i lived in south america the the basis of the story is i lived in south america I lived in chile and there were the stories going around that the men who you patrolled on the mountains the town i was in but like a big sand kind of mountains mm-hmm. uh, there was a story going around that one of them vanished and it was in the newspapers on the media And when he returned two weeks later, his beard was all the way down to here, even though he vanished and he had like just scruff. So everyone was like, it's like he's been away for eight months. How did this happen? And there was all this like alien phenomena that was going on because of course, South America is below America, Area 51. So I had these questions as a child, you know, are we alone in the universe? And I (laughs) have this funny story. My husband laughs at me, but as a child, I would sit by the window and play like these sounds on my keyboard like a little kid's keyboard, and I would think, like, these frequencies are going to reach out into space. <laughs> but <laughs> it was such a strange thing for, like, an eight- or nine-year-old to think. But um, I always knew that there was something more. There was something greater. And then I was really confronted that with that when I was 19 and I started dating a guy. It was the first boyfriend I dated. And when you are in a relationship with somebody the first time, you start to realise, oh, not everybody thinks the same as you not everybody has the same family background or family upbringing not everyone agrees on the same things and so it was very oh this is different and he had all these dvds around like god creation all this and but he didn't believe in any of it and i was like this is a bit of a conflict Mm -hmm. like you keep ordering these dvds from this guy in the newspaper for free and you, you think it's a joke because he sends them to you. I, I don't understand what the joke is because that's what he's advertising. <laughs> and then we end up having this conversation with his housemate and his housemate had a mum that was into the ufology. Ufology is a study of aliens. And she's the head of ufology for Australia or Asia Pacific. You can look her up. You can Google her. I think she's still around. Her name is Mary Rodwell. So this housemate's mother ended up coming to my city and I through the boyfriend I was dating at the time, arranged this meeting and I wanted to talk to her, get her ideas around aliens, life on other planets, all of that. And that was the biggest conversation I had for about three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, it was a big conversation and there was things that she said that were are true, that I still, they are true today in terms of the occult and what mm-hmm. she was. I didn't even know what that word meant back then. I was 19. And those things that she was saying and I now can draw the lines in between what she was saying and and what I know to be true based on experiences, my personal experience and other people's now. So that was really the beginning of it all.
0: Amazing. I love that. I love, I especially love the part as you as a child that really resonates with me. Like I always had that feeling of like there's more out there. Like on a, like I had that real growth value in me as well. It was like, I know I can create this life that's like bigger than this but then it went beyond that of like knowing that there was more out there and I can just imagine you know little Courtney pressing the keys on a keyboard and I just think that's such a beautiful little image um so it really sounds like that kind of growth and drive within you um and that curiosity within you is what has really kind of driven you forward into that space so I'm going to get like this is you know me. I do. I go deep. We don't do surface level conversations here. But what I want to get into the nitty gritty of that <clears throat> is kind of a bit like your lightning bolt. It's like in the background. It's giving me ideas. Um, is when okay? So when we come into this awareness that there is more out there, and it sounds like you went straight into the deep end of this. So you went kind of straight into the space of right, uf ufology, aliens um for some of us that journey is kind of more through like the spiritual community and I think no matter where no matter where we kind of start on that journey there almost becomes and I'd love to get your thoughts on this I kind of see it almost as like two stages of awakening it's like the first stage of awakening is oh there's something else there's like a higher power there's something like something else out there whatever that is aliens god um other things that we, you know, we may have called on earlier in our journeys, which I won't mention. Um, So that's kind of like stage one. There's almost like the belief in that stage one that everything is love and light, depending on what you've obviously experienced in your journey. And then there's kind of this stage two awakening of like true consciousness, I call it, where it's like, which is where I feel like you operate in that space of actually true consciousness, what's really going on in the world. What does awakening really mean, and how do we um foster that divine connection um whilst needing to be aware of all these other these other things? So did you go through those two stages? I know that's kind of what you help clients with. it is you know, did you go through that those stages or did you just kind of blast straight into that second stage?
1: Yeah, it was a lot of my life is really marked with acceleration. everything happens accelerated rate mostly because I want to be specific with the answer is it Mm -hmm. a yes or a no Mm -hmm. what what, what's the actual answer here and so probably going back to that conversation I had with Mary Rodwell and I had friends at the time one friend um she would I probably say she did believe in God and I had conversations with her around that like what do you think about aliens and all this but it wasn't it the reason why it accelerated so quick is because I had experiences in which there was, I became aware of a spiritual struggle, a battle going on around me that I wasn't previously aware of. And so when I started to investigate stuff about like spiritual laws and who who is God, like source, who is the master architect? And I started asking these questions. I had a terrible experience happen and where I had two dark spiritual entities um, turn up, like actual manifest, and it happened twice. And they happened off the back of me having conversations with the boyfriend I was dating at the time because he was very uh, cut off to all of that. He did not believe there was anything else other than just the human experience. And I was talking to him about it, and then I was talking to a couple of his friends and a couple of my other friends who were probably not even... That was not their realm of thinking at the time. And so it felt like a spiritual attack, but I did not have the words for that at all. And so I'd gone to a few other people at the time. And one lady, when I do tell the story in the TikTok video, one lady who became my mentor, she was the one that helped me through that because if I did not have somebody helping me and being able to give words to those experiences, what a spiritual attack actually is, I probably would have been traumatized by it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I would have been like... I don't know why this is happening, but it just seemed like as soon as I started authentically opening up those doors and like actually searching for it, that things started to accelerate in that way in terms of like attack. But it also felt like I was getting pulled like a rag doll. Like I can go this way and ignore all of this, which I feel like that's what they want. They, or I can be pulled this way. And like take the blue pill almost, is that that the matrix reference, you know? So, and it was at the cost of the relationship I was in. I'd only been dating him for six months, but you know, it was at the cost of that relationship because he was not willing to investigate that further and it was causing conflict between both of us. And I'm not one to shy away from having a confrontational moment. I will still have that. I'm able to have brave conversations. And so that's what drove me further. because i realize there's this weird spiritual conflict happening around me why
0: i love that that why question just opens up so many doors and like you say sometimes we need that mentor and someone that can use that language um so something i've talked about recently is like the bridge from like 3d to 5d and beyond there's this bridge and it's all very well and good saying just be in five D, just be in your heart, just be da da da. But we we need someone earlier on in that journey to use that language and to say this is what a psychic attack feels like. Um, this is what this feels like. Because if we don't know, I know certainly for me, I I could see I like you say with the red and blue pill, there was two realities there, and one of those pills I would have taken would have led me into seriously labelling myself with a mental health issue. Mm. and not and not only that but kind of falling into this trap of like this is another thing I hear a lot is like oh this thing happened to me oh therefore that must be meant for me like the universe knows what's best for me and this thing has happened to me and it's like no like that is that is an entity that is a psychic attack that is not meant for you (laughs) um so yeah I completely resonate with what you're saying with that red and blue pill it's like you have that choice in that moment and you just sometimes need someone to bridge that gap for you and use that language which is what i see you do so well courtney on tiktok is like you bridge that gap you use that language you share your stories and then people can resonate and go oh that thing happened to me maybe i don't yeah. have a mental health issue maybe i'm not going crazy maybe you know wh- whatever and then they start to walk over that bridge um to be able to clear those things and then be able to get into alignment with their authentic selves that's kind of what I'm what I'm hearing there is that you You know you're bridging that gap and that's what you that's what you had that's what you experienced and you had that curiosity in you enough to go no actually this I'm
1: going to take this pill this is the journey I'm going to go on. Yeah that's exactly right and then learning why is it that why do I sense things in this way probably was the next step because I, I probably see, I'm a seer more than anything else, but, you know, okay, I can pick up things as a feeler or as a knower. And then the training then needs to start because if we stay in the place of this is just happening and just the experiences, it becomes a bit jarring because we don't understand why am I picking up depression in the office? is this mine? What am I meant to do with it? And that's the important part where we have to have the training, the mentors or the courses or whatever we engage in so that we can actually use what we have picked up to be able to contribute to the atmosphere or contribute to community in some way, shape or form. And so I just thought, oh, maybe these things are happening to me personally. And at the beginning, it is like that because there are attacks or there's what we what I call delay hindrance and blockages. And the reason why they are like that is because what I term like a, the dark world wants you to stay in certain positions, whether it be of comfort, whether it be in a position of chaos or distraction so that you will never actually think about What's actually my true, my real calling? Like, where's my alignment place? And most of the time, people get sent into your life. I see it all the time with teenage girls and young young twenties. And it happened to me as well. Where the nice young guy comes into their life, and they start dating him, they go into boyfriend girlfriend land, and they were they were asking all these questions beforehand, and then this massive distraction comes along, and they get into that kind of world, and then they forget about all these questions. So. I think it's better to start asking these questions and start thinking about not just the who am I. That's that. I think that question almost has become so taboo because just like we hear it constantly. But what kind of contribution can I have to the world locally or is it to my state? Is it to my nation? Is it to a people group? And that's another important factor. What do we have to contribute to our people groups? Like, for example, I'm Australian. I have like further up is English and Indigenous and Dutch heritage. So that's literally Australian because the Dutch were here, Indigenous and the and the English, all three. So there's something that's on my life, on my bloodline, that I can contribute to my nation. And see if you are shifting things, not just on a community scale, but on a national scale, that's a huge calling. No wonder like people are going to be attacked spiritually because if you do succeed in what you are called to do that could be that could impact a whole generation and so that's where i feel encouraged to keep pressing on because i'm seeing other people speaking out and having their breakthroughs and that inspires me as much as well
0: i love that so for anyone
1: any of our listeners that
0: question what am i here to do how am i here to be of service and that that just yeah, I love that awareness of like, okay, what am I here to do? What's my purpose here? Wow. Okay. This is big. I like, I can't not do this now. So I need to, to clear and heal those things that are, you know, bringing me out of alignment so I can get in alignment so I can do that work that I'm here to do that completely resonates. Um, and I think that will resonate with a lot of our listeners as well. So what would you say if you were to give, We'll say between one and three, because one might be well. we can say, we can summarize it in one, Um, one to three pieces of advice of, you know, what are some steps that people could take to get more in alignment with their truth when they have an awareness of, you know, there is dark, there is light, there is polarity in this world. We all have free will, including these beings all have free will. What, what, um, what advice would you give to listeners?
1: Firstly, it's already in you. It really is like your spirit, your, your body, soul, and spirit, your soul being your mind, will, and emotions, and your spirit is your true self. So the answers are already preloaded there. So firstly, it would be coming back to a place where, say, a lot of people have dreams, and then all of a sudden their dream life just gets suppressed. Usually it's because of a stress or a stressful situation, something like that. But there there is a place probably in your younger years that you trusted yourself more or like you were just acting as your authentic self. But somewhere along the lines, you have picked up all of this add-ons. Oh, this is going to make me more beautiful or more acceptable to people. Or it's going to make me come across as um, someone that people would like to Uh, hang around with. So it's all these add-ons that have had been attached to us that we've taken on over the years, because we're all trying to live, survive and trying to, or trying to thrive. So all those add-ons can sometimes be burdensome. And then coming back to, well, what am I carrying that I don't actually need to carry? Taking that load off and then having somebody to walk through that with you and to start being like being like a sounding wall almost, so that's important number one. And that person needs to be unbiased. It can't be like necessarily a friend because friends got different kind of uh, the, the, just the way they look at you that may not like you changing. So that would be number one is just unloading stuff that you've picked up the, all these add-ons. Number two would be your relationships and connections and like it just seems to be viral on TikTok. These people are not your friends if they do X, Y, and Z and they're all jealous of you. I think some of that is true. Looking at your connections and why you've connected with these kind of people, that's also a good indicator. And then step three would be coming to a place of rest. People really don't know what true rest is and what that actually looks like and feels like. And true rest is basically like when I talk in sessions how to access you know what's happening in the spirit it's really just the other room and so we need to calm down just tune into that spontaneity fix our eyes on that and just be able to move in that and sometimes that can be hard if we have got all these Mm add-ons and all these things in our minds about what's that person going to think or the connections relationships and that again like I repeated before it was that boyfriend that I had at the time, and when I cut that relationship, that ended, then I was able to relieve myself of that add-on, that expectation from him, and to be able to move forward in the swimming coaching and and all of the stuff that happened thereafter. So that would be the the three. I
0: love those. Thank you. Really great. Yeah, really quick. So I love I love that analogy of add-ons because I think that's a And this is that bridge again with the language, isn't it, of something that people will understand. Like, you know, you go to get an insurance policy and you ask, do you want any add-ons? You go to get a coffee and you ask, do you want syrup? Do you want? Obviously, they're nice add-ons we're talking about. Not so nice add-ons. But um, yeah, I love that language, Courtney. Thank you. That really brings that to life. And, you know, like you say, we move we move through life and we pick up all these add-ons Um, And actually, like the truth is, we're here to let those go so that we can access, like you said, that authentic truth and that power that resides within us. But so many things in the spiritual community are taking our power away from us. But actually that, you know, pray to this thing or there or, you know, get this power from here, activate it from here actually we need to get rid of those add-ons so that we can come to that truth that has always been within us and our soul knows the the journey that we're here and we're meant to be on. So I love that. Thank you. So we're coming to the end of the podcast and the one thing that I, although I think you might have answered it, but if there's anything that you want to add, um, the one thing I always ask my podcast guests is if you were to give one piece of advice for being your most authentic self,
1: what would it be? Be specific. Be specific. Be specific with yourself and as soon as you have mastered that or developed that, you're always going to be able to be specific with other people, your situations, and that's going to bring clarity. People end up with a lot of uh, brain fog or um, not being able to understand their path or what they really want or what's happening emotionally because there's been a lot of vague kind of ideology in which they've been living in for a long time lot of unanswered questions and it could be the, just as simple as does that guy or girl even like me should I ask them out you know these are the questions that you need answers to and so for everyone listening if you want to sleep like a baby every night get your answers be specific ask the questions be specific with yourself and other people and that's going to bring more clarity to your life and other people
0: Love that. Thank you, Courtney. Be specific. I'm going to take that one away from me as well. That's um, yeah.
1: <laughs> as someone
0: who started before we pressed record, um as someone that couldn't get her words into sentences for Courtney. So <laughs> I'll take that one as well. Amazing. So I'll pop all of your details in the show notes. Um, but how can if, if listeners are listening and thinking, right, I
1: want to know more, how can we find you? TikTok. TikTok's probably the easiest, really. Mm. Um send me a DM. I try and do lives at least once a week. Um, But TikTok, you can, I mean, it's all free. You can just go on the search bar, look me up and go from there. That'd be the easiest way.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Courtney. Thank you. It's been a real honour. Thank you for being my guest. I really enjoyed
1: today's conversation. Fantastic. Thanks, Gemma. I'll speak to you later.